I'm Amos, host of Undaunted, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready, because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. Bienvenue to episode 157 of Better Podcasting. On this show, we discuss collaborating with other podcasts. In this week's Better Podcasting Download, we anchor ourselves to a good podcast media hosting service. And finally, in this week's Better Podback, we discuss some of the better podcasting mentions we received this week. Lauren, let's get this party started before SP moves to Quebec. I don't want to share my poutine. Welcome to Better Podcasting, a show where we talk about podcast tips, tools, and best practices to help you succeed with your podcast. What makes us different? Well, just like you, we podcast purely out of the love and fun of it. Podcasting is our hobby, and we recognize that it's yours too. We always encourage your questions and feedback, and you can find all of our contact information at betterpodcasting.com. Here's your host for the show, Stephen John Drew and Stargate Pioneer. Welcome to episode 157 of Better Podcasting. I am Stephen John Drew, and of course, I've got Stargate Pioneer with me today. Yeah, this is exciting. It's the beginning of a four day weekend for me, so I am hyped up. By the way, I just want to say thank you to all of our listeners on Better Podcasting. You guys are great. You guys are interactive. You ask questions. You love the content. So I can't say anything bad about you. You guys are the best. And thank you very much for being our audience for the past three years. Absolutely. I want to echo that. It's great to have the engagement that we do on this show. I love it. There's so much chatter. It's amazing even since we launched our Discord server for Gunna Geek, if you check that out at gunnageek.com slash Discord, I'll make sure there's a link as well in the notes. Uh, it's amazing how many better podcasting people have come over there and are participating in more than just the better podcasting channel, a lot of the other geek channels. So thank you everybody for being such an awesome audience. And one of the things that you probably do if you are an audience to this show is you probably have yourself a podcast and we want you to listen back to said podcast. And this is our mission to you. Before December 9th, we want you to listen back to your show with the idea of giving yourself a 2019 goal. In the Discord server, we've had some people ask the question, am I listening to this from like an audio quality perspective? Am I listening to it from a production value? It is whatever one goal you find by listening back to your show. So you might listen back and you go, hey, I mumble too much. Or hey, I need to enunciate more. That's my 2019 goal. But you I listen back and you go, wow, I bang my desk or I have a lot of hiss. So set one goal for 2019 based on listening back to your show and send that to us before December 9th. Send that to podcast at betterpodcasting.com and let us know. If you can send us a video clip, it's great. If you can't do that, send us an audio clip. That's great too. And it's even great if you want to just send us something by message, by email. We'd prefer to have the audio and video clips, but please send us a, a goal for 2019 because this is going to be a fun episode that we have coming up if you send your submissions in. Otherwise, we're scrapping the idea. Remember, you can get it to us at our email address, podcast at betterpodcasting.com. Another thing that we ask you to provide us with is a how I save my podcast story. It's what we start off every show with, and we like to share with the class. Yes, we know if you are a podcast producer, you have done something you've been producing for more than a month to save your show. You might, heck, day one, episode one, you might have had to save your show. We want to hear what those stories are. We had a great one from Damien from Aurelia Pod last week. That's awesome. And just get those into us at all the same places that we just said. On the weeks we don't have a story from you, we reach out into the ether and we bring in a how I could have saved my podcast story. And this week we have one again from Reddit. This is from the podcasts subreddit. And it was titled Epic Fail. 
exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Pardon me while I vent. So this automatically got my attention. It was posted by Seamus, 17975. And the post reads as follows, quote, two friends and I have decided to start a podcast. Imagine that. We played around with a handheld Zoom recorder for our first pilot show. I set up a small Facebook focus group, and after some basic show editing, we released it to our group and asked them to provide feedback. The group praised our content, our banter, and our humor, but all spoke about how our sound quality was lacking, which we knew. So we decided to rent some mics and a four-channel mixer from a local music shop and try and see how we could do with the proper equipment. So we did our show prep, set up our equipment, installed Zoom on the laptop, did a sound check, poured some bourbon, and off we went. We had a great timing. The content was on spot. We were in the flow. We had about 90 minutes of unedited gold. Then we hit stop on the session. Yeah, my sound guy mistakenly muted the mic and we recorded nothing. So frustrating. I know these are just growing pains, but man, that one is a tough one. Unquote. Steven, my heart goes out to these guys. Yeah, been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. I uh, didn't actually buy the t-shirt, but I could make one. Uh, I got to say that this is definitely a growing pain and you'll lose more episodes. It's going to happen. There's going to be something that you'll lose more and you suck it up and you move on and then you pay Stargate Pioneer to do it all. His hourly rate is, I believe, $13,000 an hour. It's not that much. It's, I think, I, what did we equate it to? Like $150 an hour or something like that. So yeah, if you want to pay me that, we can get something going. Okay, first of all, Seamus, you're learning as you go. Same as all the other podcasters. There's no shame in that at all. Second of all, it's great that you started. Congratulations. So many people get stuck in the planning or maybe we should do this or whatever. You guys actually started. That's awesome. Third, you guys actually rented some good equipment to up your game and just see if it's what you wanted to do. That is awesome. Not everybody has that chance, by the way, to go to a music store or a podcast store or whatever and rent equipment. Just try it out. It's so cool that you guys were actually able to do that locally. Okay, so let's get into how you could have saved your podcast. First of all, backup recordings can work as long as you're not muted. So muting it on the mixer board is probably going to prevent that backup recording from actually recording. And here's the second thing. Always try to monitor what you are actually recording. If you can monitor from the recording source, like Steven and I do, I do it from my Zoom H6. He monitors, and that's what my headphones are hearing right now, my, my Zoom H6. Steven does it from his Zoom L12. He's done it before from Zoom H6 or from wherever he's been recording. That is the biggest way to understand if you're actually recording or not. Now, do you have to have the headphones on while you're recording? all the time. We found it beneficial on the Goody Geek Network to do it that way. But as long as you've set it up to begin with, and then you hear to begin with what you're recording and your levels are good, that might be good enough, but you might run into troubles later on as well. So it's the biggest thing is to monitor or have somebody monitor the recording. Now, these people here obviously rented equipment, so they probably don't have a lot of technical expertise because they're renting equipment and they don't own it. But one thing that I should mention is a lot of times if you have what's called an insert on a mixer, a lot of times that does come pre-mute. And that's generally speaking, that's before the mute on the board. So if you're to picture a signal chain down the board, often the insert is before because the idea is that you round trip the audio out and back in. So if that is the case, potentially you could do a backup by doing what's called the quote half click method. And then that could go to a secondary recording source. So that's how you could possibly make sure that if you muted. But the best way is just to monitor, like SP said. Monitor, monitor, monitor. Obviously, not all cases you're going to be able to do that right on the recording. But at least if you're monitoring, you have higher chances of not muting yourself. So definitely monitor from this, the recording if you can. And the other thing that I want to mention as well is kudos. Uh, I know SP said it, but kudos on trying to advance your audio and not just jumping in and buying. I've seen an uptick again, probably with Christmas. A lot of people saying, well, what do you think of this microphone? Or what do you think of that? 
And a lot of the advice that's out there is great for the person giving the advice. It's not necessarily the advice that you need for your unique situation. So if you can rent or borrow ahead of time, you can see how that actually applies to your unique situation. So I think that's a fantastic way that you handled this. And back to Seamus, if you happen to hear this, you can get back to us with the name of your show. We'd love to state it on a future episode of Better Podcasting. Absolutely. But let's go ahead and move on to our featured segment. Here we go. In a world of podcast groups filled with new podcasters, often you see said podcasters trying to build relationships with other people. But if you do a deeper browse into these podcasting groups, it's easy, like really easy, to find a bunch of people doing this wrong. And today we want to help you build relationships and collaborate with other podcasters in the right way. So today we're going to talk about some benefits to doing collaborations with other podcasters, some ways that you can, and through there we'll have a bunch of tips on how to do it right or what we think is right or will is better. Maybe that's what we should say since the show is called Better Podcasting. Yeah, that's what the name of the show is and we're about getting your podcast better. So first we're going to go into the why. Why would you want to collaborate? Why might you want to collaborate with other podcasts? Well, first, it does have the potential, collaboration does have the potential to build relationships that are overall good for your podcast. For example, never know when you might need somebody to record a guest voice spot or more, such as guest hosting on your show. And sometimes these relationships for those guest spots can be built through collaboration. Now, of course, you could also get some potential new listeners through collaboration. This could be because of advertisements or promotions, but this could also be because those relationships we spoke about could lead to more exposure, such as word of mouth, guest experiences, joint projects, et cetera, et cetera. Plus, of course, let's not forget how we podcast. It's fun to collaborate. It's fun to meet new people and get to know other podcasters. And some of the most fun from podcasting comes from outside of your regular podcasting routine. A good collaboration is a way to do that. One of the biggest advantages SP's had to collaborating with other podcasters is that he's got a good list lined up for when I quit next year. So there you go. He's got that ready, ready to fill my seat here on Better Podcasting. I will fire you before you quit. I guarantee it. <laughs> like all my other jobs. Oh, <laughs> so what are some ideas for collaborating with other podcasts? Well, let's start with one of the more obvious ideas, cross-promotion. One of the easiest things that you can do when collaborating with other podcasts or podcasters is do a simple cross-promotion with them. This is relatively easy for you to set up, manage, and is pretty straightforward compared to some of the other things we're going to talk about. If you are going to do this, however, it's important to make sure that this cross-promotion is natural and try not to fit a square peg into a round hole. For example, if there's a show that you really like and you think you could do some cross-promotion, open that dialogue with them. Not only will your passion for that show end up appearing on your own podcast, you'll probably also have a more natural segue. For example, one of my favorite shows that I have is the Hubble Telescope Podcast, one of my favorite shows that I listen to. So that's why I like to try to mention that as much as I can on the GunnaGeek.com show. I see. Now, if you want to know my history of the Hubble and the Hubble teles Space Telescope specifically, go to the GunnaGeek.com show and you can hear all about how I think it's a great, pod uh, great telescope, but it has some issues. Now, if you're going to do this type of method of collaboration, getting back to podcasting, set up expectations for that collaboration early on in the discussion. For example, how are you going to set up the promotions between your two shows or multiple shows? Is it going to be a spreadsheet? Are you going to record a promotion? What are the deadlines for that? Like when you're planning a co-host on your show, it's important that you have that discussion and lock down all of the expectations early on. 
Otherwise, I guarantee it's going to lead to frustration, anger, and general disorganization, and you're never going to want to do that collaboration again. Another type of collaboration you can do with another podcast is a crossover. We've done a lot of crossovers on the Guinea Geek Network. Some ways that this can be done is just by swapping hosts, guesting on each other's podcasts, or even a combined episode. And we have done all of those on Gunna Geek. The fun fact, actually, the origins of the Gunna Geek Network itself, as it is now, was birthed from a couple of combined episodes. So no matter which method you actually go with, it's important that you give listeners enough of a taste of what they're missing so that they might actually want to check the other show out. For example, let's say you have somebody guest on your show. You should make sure your listeners know enough about that guest to like them, but also know how to find their show. And a good idea when you do this is also make sure that the show notes that you publish have a link to the guests or the other person's projects, their podcasts, etc. If you're feeling really gutsy about collaboration this way, you could do a split episode. You see this on TV quite regularly where one show starts a plot line and another finishes it. These are shows that are in the same quote-unquote universe with each other. And for example, I actually loved a sailboat YouTube channel crossover between, and if you know anything about these channels, they're great channels, Sailing Uma and Project Atticus. They did a crossover episode. They started on one channel and they ended on the other. It was a lot of fun. Those The crews between those two boats and their married couples are fantastic. So it was a really good crossover episode or uh, episode to episode. Now, this is actually really risky because people might not want to go over to the other show and they might feel ripped off not getting the resolution or the start of the crossover. One key to really do this sort of crossover well is to have both episodes be enough of a standalone so that it won't hurt each other's shows. And this is something that's a little bit of an inside joke, but last year in December of 2017, the CW Network had an epic crossover event between four of their DC comic book shows. Those that are into the shows know what I'm talking about. It was one of the best crossover events I've ever seen on TV, period, dot. However, one of the effects of the show is that two of the couples from two different shows got married on a fourth show. So it was a four show crossover and it wasn't even on. So the people that really are watching these shows like on a Netflix binge and they go just that one show through, they will never see the wedding of their main characters. These are the main characters from both shows and it happened also. So you don't want to have something like that on the crossover. That was one of the epic fails of the crossover. Otherwise, the crossover was great. So yeah, you don't want something like that happening on another show. I guess they think it's great promotion to go over to that other show, but I just think it ruined it. Yeah, like I, I heard and I'm sorry, Emily, if I'm giving this out early, but I heard that Emily was going to be changing the story behind podcasts as sort of a Jerry Springer type situation. And so she's invited SP and I on there. Now, my understanding and or anticipation, I should say, is that SP is probably going to fire me over there. So then one day he's going to come in here and he's got to make sure he mentions the firing when it happens or else all the listeners on better podcasting uh, that maybe don't happen to listen to the story behind podcasts will be confused. So he'll make sure that first episode to say why I was fired over here. I also think that there's going to be some sort of paternity test given to see if you're really my son or not. All right. Well, we'll leave that for the new version of the story behind podcast. There you go. That's not happening. Don't get mad at me. Another example of a collaboration that you could do with another podcast is doing something. And this is one of our favorite types of collaboration here on Better Podcasting is doing something that is semi related, but an independent event or project. An example of this, something that we've done a few times is a panel at a convention. Now, we've talked about how Diami Poloki goes and and gets into all sorts of binge drinking at woodworking conventions. We've talked about that before here on Better Podcasting. So if he would want to exactly into Tijuana, if he wanted to do a panel with some other woodworking podcasters, he definitely could do that. We've actually done this on the Gunna Geek Network, and we've had different Gunna Geek Network members come together to do podcasting panels at various conventions. This was just a bunch of hobby podcasters from a bunch of different 
podcasts coming together to put on one event. And if you're going to do this, one of the best pieces of advice that we have for you is that you should put somebody in charge or at least have somebody take the lead because otherwise you could run into all sorts of problems. If one person is the lead, they're going to be able to lock down the structure. They're going to be able to make sure that the project is consistently moving forward and are going to be able to deal with those difficult situations like maybe someone needs to have a fire lit under their butt. Well, that person can do that. This person could also help lead the charge on deadlines. So important if you're going to put on a collaborative event. And so that person can also make sure that they're coordinating who's responsible for what and making sure that it all comes together. Now, this can be done with a couple of people, but it is best if, if one person is given the final decision. So like if you have some people taking the lead on it overall, hopefully one person will have the ultimate say so that if you are in that deadlock or whatever, that one person we know has the decision to be made. There is an example in the entertainment industry recently about this. It was the Spider-Man Homecoming movie, which was actually a Sony property, but they had Kevin Feige, who's the head of Marvel and has been the executive producer of all of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies from Iron Man in 2008 on. He was actually the executive producer of Spider-Man Homecoming and was given the final decision points on all of Now, it still had to go through studio review from both Sony and Marvel, but he was the guy that was in charge of making all those initial decisions. So that's just an example at the professional level of how this sort of collaboration can be done. It was very unusual, but it turned out magnificently. Another example of a collaboration event or a project is just to do a fun promotion, a joke, a video, something like that. Now, this is something we like to do on occasion on the guineageek.com show. For example, last year when we did a joke Christmas video for the show, we had a fellow network member who actually lives in Florida and he green screened himself so he could be in the same room as Steven who lives in Western Canada. Now, I personally think that there was some sort of Star Trek transporter technology that was used, but hey, Steven says green screen, so we'll just go with green screen. We also had Heather of the Sunshine and Power Cuts podcast from New Zealand do all the voice work. And then we had myself and Chris and Michelle do their parts as well in their local studios. So it was all over the nation, actually all over the world. This was a great, fun collaboration with a lot of people, and it was made possible by doing this collaboration process that we're talking about. Now, if you're going to do something like this, it's actually best to draft out what the plan is. Confirm people's commitments, their abilities to meet deadlines, and then follow up. For example, Stephen, you told me that with that video, you had Nate in Florida do a test shot first so that you could make sure that you could try to make it all work. Then when that proof of concept worked and you were really excited, remember you tell me it was always great. It's going to work. You then developed the whole script because you could make that work. Yeah, it was really important to do the test shot first, um, get the outline, then do the test shot and then make sure because otherwise, you know, you might be putting everybody's time involved with one collaboration. There was actually a point where Heather I ne needed to get her to do voice work and I was still waiting on some footage from Nate and I made sure to sort of let Heather know what was going on with the process so that she felt comfortable waiting if she felt like waiting or if she went ahead and recorded, she knew there was a chance that it was all going to get scrapped. So it was really important that I was respectful of everybody's time as we went through that. Another really good example of a shared collaboration and the last sort of example that we'll talk about today is Heather Welsh's, the one we just spoke about, Sunshine Summit. This is something that she's had both of us on before and she's done a couple of them now. She had us on the first one, SP on the other. It's a great way that she's able to collaborate with other podcasters and get to know them, build those relationships, and just have some fun. I think she's having fun. I know there's a lot of stress with connections and power and a whole bunch of things, but uh, I think she is still having fun. I don't know, SP. Maybe, maybe, she, maybe she wasn't. I hope she was having fun, too, because she sure seemed to be having fun. I know it was a lot of work. It was a lot of work doing the graphics 
scheduling everybody, doing tests to make sure she had enough bandwidth to do it. So I know it was very stressful for her, but she wanted to do it. Something that meant a lot to her. And she pulled it off not once, but twice. And then because of that, she was invited to be a main speaker on the constant stream for International Podcasting Day. So it was an amazing event to be a part of, but just to know it was a lot of work to do that. And we will definitely have the links for the collaborations that we spoke about in the show notes for this episode at betterpodcasting.com slash 157. Now, before we get off of this featured segment, we do have some general tips for you if you are going to do collaborations. So let's start with one of the biggest things that is important with any collaboration that you do. And it's one word. Well, I'll make it three. Plan, plan, plan. Make sure that you plan ahead of time on these collaborations so you can think the whole project through. Even if you're starting early on and you're going, I want to do X, Y, and Z. How do I get to X, Y, and Z? It's important to plan because if you end up just having a couple people come together and not plan it out, it's going to become a disaster. One of the best things that you can do when you're planning is to communicate. Make sure you're effectively communicating the idea throughout the different steps. This is going to help make sure everybody stays on the same page with this collaboration. You want to make sure that you're communicating through the process so that everybody is understanding what's going on and what needs to happen. Also, know when it's not working and then act accordingly. For example, if you're having somebody drag the project back, maybe you can get them to help in another way, but you'll probably have to have a conversation with them first, or you're going to have to change the entire project, maybe write them out of it, or you might just have to cut them completely out of it and maybe even scrap the project. So just be aware that as you're doing these, it's outside of your normal podcast and it's okay if you go ahead and scrap it because then you can just rely back on your podcast. Also, don't just resort to spamming with your collaborations. One thing I see all the time when I was on Facebook, I used to see this all the time, by the way, Facebook did kick me off. Or on Reddit, I've seen this from time to time. They just want to do review swaps. Hey, review my show and I'll review your show. Okay, but that is not exactly great because you want actual listeners to review your show. I'm very happy, Stephen, that we've only had listeners actually evaluate better podcasting on Apple Podcasts. By the way, if you want to go ahead and do that, go over to Apple Podcasts and review the show. We would certainly appreciate that. But make sure you're a listener of the show. Like, don't just see this actual clip and then go review my show. I want you to listen to my show. I want you to know the show and I want you to give actual feedback. If you really think the show is at a one star, I want to know it because I want to change whatever you think is that one star and make it better. If it's a five star, thank you very much. We acknowledge the fact that we're actually doing something okay and we'll move on. And we've actually, one of our first reviews was a four-star review. And that kind of hurt both of us. We're like, what? What are we doing wrong here? And it actually turned out to be changed later on. Like, hey, okay, you guys are actually doing okay. We'll give you five stars. So thank you very much. It was very valid feedback, 100%. Um, And, you know, maybe you got to kind of look in the middle sometimes if you're going to do one of those. Like, you know, I'm the one star and SP is the five star. So, you know, you, you meet in the middle and you give SP the benefit of the doubt and you rate this show five star. The point is don't just do the blind review swaps. And the other thing that you just don't want to do are straight up ads. If you can get away from it, people just generally don't care. I've seen a lot of information on Reddit. Maybe we'll have to assemble this at at one point in time, but I've seen a lot of information in the pod spaces. Reddit is one of the spaces of people saying, Hey, I did an experiment. I advertised my show on overcast or I advertised my show on Reddit or I advertised my show on Facebook. And this is how many click throughs that I actually got, or this is how many subscribers I got. I will tell you the least amount of money per subscriber that I've seen is $4 per subscriber. If you're building your show that way and intend on replacing that income, that $4 per subscriber to actual income from ads or sponsors, it's going to bankrupt you initially. If you have the 
promotion budget to go out and spend a couple hundred or a couple thousand dollars, you, yeah, you'll gain a few listeners here or there, but you really have to evaluate the return on investment for that. So just doing those straight ads for cross promotion, you're going to get the kind of the same results. So that's why we love actual uh, collaboration between the shows and to personally uh, personalize the advertisements or the promo spots inside your show. And you hear us doing it all the time. Like last episode, for example, I gave a couple of promo spots away for the Cantina cast and the story behind saying that they had been selected for the Pandora beta. So that was an example of me knowing both of those shows. And I said that we knew both of those shows and I congratulated those shows. But inherently, that was a promotion for them when it comes down to it. We're happy to do that for people that we feel can uh, get our promotion so or get our recommendation. So, yeah, that is uh, a benefit of doing that versus doing a straight up ad. And if you're thinking about spending four dollars per subscriber on something, uh, just send me a three dollar PayPal. Uh, give me the link to your your URL. I'll just pull up iTunes desktop and subscribe. I have unlimited desktop bandwidth rate. So that is the least amount I've seen as much as thirty, forty dollars per subscriber. Okay. So okay. it's not so a given. Okay, ten dollars. Okay, we'll go with ten dollars. I've up ten dollars Canadian or ten dollars US American. I've upped my rate in the matter of thirty seconds. So there you go. If yeah. you have had any successful collaboration, or if you have any tips on collaborating with other podcasts or podcasters. Please, we do want to hear about that. Let us know. You can contact us through any of the ways. You can go ahead and email us podcast at betterpodcasting.com, tweet us at betterpod, or go ahead and head on over to our Discord server at www.gunnageek.com slash Discord. I'll have a link in the document today. But let's go ahead and move on to the Better Podcasting download. Welcome to this week's Better Podcasting Download. Last week, the day after we recorded, Michael Mignano, who is the co-founder and CEO of Anchor, who we've talked about before on this podcast, wrote a Medium article saying, no, Anchor doesn't own your podcast. Now, essentially, what this article was, was clarifying that their change of terms of service that they did months ago does not mean that anchor owns your podcast so they didn't actually change anything before this article went out they just reiterated what was all already out there for the change so i took a look at it i read the article and then i immediately went over to reddit because this just twisted me and i was like okay no no and no so the title of the article was no anchor doesn't own your own podcast there was three statements in there that made me go huh the first concern I had was the quote, in the early days of Anchor, users were able to more freely interact with each other's content in creative ways, unquote. So this was their statement saying that Anchor has actually changed. They've changed at least three times since they became available. And on February 22nd of 2018, they became a podcast media host service. They weren't one before then, but on February 22nd, they became one. So this is recent in 2018. And I know this because I got an email from Anchor, which why I was a user at the time with the subject, quote, introducing the all new Anchor, unquote. Anchor is new. They are venture capitalist funded as far as I know. If that is not true, somebody let me know. But they are not stable financially. And there has been speculation that I've seen saying, one of the possibilities that this article was written was to gain more traction so they could get more users so that they could grow and thus make more money because they're still on venture capitalist money to fund their service. This is not something that I want for one of my shows that I know I want available for years to come. Now, if you are just starting out and you just want to try podcasting, Anchor might be for you since it's free media hosting. I acknowledge that. However, if you are setting up your podcast to be better, and this is the name of the show, Better Podcasting, you want to stay away from a podcast media host service that is operating on venture capitalist funding. All right. The second concern brought about in Michael's article was the statement, quote, you can terminate your Anchor account at any time. 
and our terms are now more clear about the fact that this terminates the license grant for any content that we are still able to control, unquote. Now, this concerns me a little bit because they were saying that, no, we don't own your content, but yes, they still are able to control some of the content. Now, I wasn't able to discern what content they control and what content they don't control, but it concerns me that they were able to at least put that statement in the article. This is a little red bulb, not a huge flashing one, but a little red bulb that's going off in my head going, yeah, you still own some of my, no, I want to control all my content. And as a podcast producer that wants to make the show available for a long time and available for listeners to enjoy, this concerns me because I don't want my show to be seen in any sort of bad light. I think the intent here is they want to be able to promote your show. But in doing so, I would like a say on how that is promoted. I know that's not always the case, but in this case, they're saying that they can do it. And it's just a little red bulb that's going off in my mind. Now, the third statement in Michael's article that concerned me was, quote, Anchor is the only podcast host that optionally and automatically distributes RSS feeds to all major listening platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify on your behalf, unquote. Okay, let's go back to optionally and automatically. The automatic, don't do that. Do not do an automatic submission to anything. You want to be able to control your RSS feed for a lot of reasons, right, Stephen? You're big on this. Absolutely. And uh, the thing about the automatic distribution is that while it might have good intentions there, you could be in a situation where you might not be able to get that back because the company that it's submitted to might have troubles or it might not be done properly. You know, Apple Podcasts is a great example of that. Yes, they do have a process now to claim it back. Does it work 10 out of 10 times? Heck no. I know somebody that might even be on this very podcast that has got control of it back, but doesn't technically own it because of a whole weird thing that's happened with Apple in the background. So it's, you know, one thing to to go ahead and give people the option of that. But if they are registering something in a third party service with their own credentials, you don't know what could end up happening. You know, another example of that, of course, is the Spotify Libsyn thing right now, where some podcasters might be wanting to go ahead and get that podcast into the Spotify portal. Why? I don't know. It, uh, you know, at this point, the Libsyn stats have most of the information. I guess there is a little more on Spotify, so I kind of answered my own question. But um, the thing is, though, those people right now, there's not an official Spotify transfer process yet. So those people are stuck either doubling up, resubmitting, which they should not do, or they're just having to deal with the fact that Libsyn has basically control of that Spotify Libsyn, that listing for now. So, you know, the automatic thing is a problem and you definitely want to think this through before you do submit if there's a possibility to not submit there's a lot of different things to consider i mean look at the uh different web distribution hubs that have shut down since we've started i mean there's clamor it's come and gone it wasn't a podcast but it was still audio services and i actually saw an automated tweet from somebody's feed this past week with a clamor link I clicked on the link. Guess who has the clamor.com right now? It's not clamor. It's GoDaddy. So it goes to GoDaddy's site, not clamor. Now that could have changed by the time this podcast is released, but that's just an example of what could happen to your links in the future. Blab shut down. You know, we all heard the stories from since I was big about Blab in the first six episodes. Yeah, Blab shut down. You can't get those links anymore. And we heard from another listener, blip.tv is another good example of something that shut down that's no longer available. So those websites, when they go away, those services, when they go away, this could happen to venture capitalist funded podcast media hosts like Anchor. It's one of the reasons why we stay, say stay away from them. Absolutely. And, you know, the big highlights that I've got out of this whole thing is number one, I'm glad that they did come out and clarify because they made that decision. They made the decision to do the bad terms of service and then now they have to backtrack from that. So there's obviously a lot of information now out there about how the terms of service were bad. And if that's changed, they need to come out and wave their flag and say it's changed so that they can undo that. Well, let's look at past bad podcast information, how long it's taken for that to fade away from the internet. Hint, it hasn't. So this is real hard Thing for them to try to get over but i'm glad they're doing that 
Now, with that said, because of the fact that this is a new service, anything new is a risk. My biggest, biggest issue is the potential for losing your RSS feed if all of a sudden they do go away. SP mentioned Clamor and Blab. And if you have a redirect setup, this doesn't matter if it's Libsyn or it's Podbean or whoever it is or Anchor, that redirect is only as good as long as it's around. If all of a sudden that redirect is no longer offered or it's no longer available, then that redirect is useless. And if we look at something like Blab, where they went under with pretty much no notice, and then the website's not there anymore, or Clamor, where they said, hey, you can go ahead and download this, and then you can no longer get your Clamors, then what happens is if this thing happened with a company like Anchor, those redirect links are no longer even valid, so they don't exist. So that's always a risk with anything new. And if it was me, and I was really thinking about using Anchor, I would really, really, really consider the fact that I might at some point have to go ahead and re-get my audience because you just don't know. You know, yes, that possibility of having those redirects could happen anywhere. Company could come in, buy Libsyn, take away the redirects. So a company could come in or and buy Podbean, take away the redirects. It doesn't matter. That could technically happen. But when you're dealing with Libsyn and Podbean, it's, they've been around so long that, you know, the likelihood is less than something like Anchor where they might be on venture capital money. I don't know. So you really just got to go ahead and weigh that. And then the last thing that was sort of interesting to me with this whole thing is that something originally had them make those terms of service. I don't know what it was, but something made them have those original terms of service. And so that decision that was made could that sort of logic might apply to other decisions being made within Anchor. So you don't know, is there going to be another thing that comes out and is bad and doesn't change until somebody pushes back? Or is that just because they were out of touch? And is that out of touch mindset going to apply for other decisions? It's still a flag to me. So it's worth considering that something made them originally do that and that something could impact other areas of the service. Bottom line, I do not recommend Anchor and I recommend using another media host or self-hosting. Lipson, Podbean, or self-hosting is basically what I recommend right now. And if you are going with Anchor, you are definitely getting uh, a lot of risk into your podcast. And I get it. If you're just trying out podcasting, you just want to try it for free, okay. But if you are planning on being around for a while, get your shows off of Anchor and get them on a real podcast media host. So if you got something to say about this, get in touch with us through any of the ways we previously mentioned. But let's go ahead and move on to the better pod back. We had a tweet from our pal Damien at Aurelia Pod. He said, it's podcasts about podcasting day. New at Libsyn, the feed, new at Better Pod, and new at Podcast Helper Podcasters Roundtable. So he's really psyched to get a lot of podcasts about podcasting in. We also had a message from at Bandrew says, and he said, This is embarrassing, but I missed the memo that Band Cole and Drew would be performing at Madison Square Garden on December 1st. Be there or be square. Uh, my, my bandmate, Bandrew, apparently he didn't know we were performing in Madison Square Garden. This is a good example of collaboration that we were talking about before and to make sure that you communicate your collaboration and make sure that you have everything set in stone prior to the event. Otherwise, you get this where one of the band members doesn't even show up to Madison Square Garden. Right. Okay, so for those of you not familiar with this, this is because a while back on the Bandrew Says podcast, Bandrew read out my email where I proposed the idea because if you've ever listened to post shows, if GunnaGeek.com show or better podcasting, you'll know that I occasionally like to sing. It's my go-to, um, and it's not real good singing, but it's my go-to filler for when all of a sudden, sudden something goes wrong. And Mandrew has all sorts of musical elements within his podcast mic reviews. So I figured together, because he's Bandrew and I'm John Drew, we should have Band Colin Drew starring Bandrew and John Drew. That's the full name of the band. He Twitter characters. He had to abbreviate to Band Colin Drew. So that's what this was. He read that out. He agreed to it. So there you go. We got a new band, Band Colin Drew. At Good Patron, 
tweeted us and said, at BetterPod, just finished listening to episode number 156. So timely. And what he did is he actually retweeted a tweet from at Music Guy, which is Garrett Godfrey. And this tweet was, do you find yourself finding creative ways to bring the conversation around to your hashtag podcast? I have to pull back so I'm not annoying. And there was this picture of this Trojan horse. It's a meme, right? So it's a picture with a Trojan horse and a walled castle. And it basically says the walled castles are random strangers. Me, I'm pulling the Trojan horse, which is my podcast. And the title of the meme is Any Excuse to Talk. So the Trojan horse was his podcast. And yeah, you just got to go actually see this tweet and it's it was funny and yes good patron definitely it was appropriate and timely we also had dx ferris write us and he said loaded up my holiday commute podcast now i'm scared to eject the thumb drive because the second i do 18 podcasts are gonna drop that i want no need to listen to in the car that's how it always happens and DX Ferris is a lot like me. He has subjected his family to listening to podcasts on the road with the holiday travel. So, yep, Ferris, I hope that all your podcast listening went well. Now, over on Reddit, we actually had a post on the podcasting subreddit by AOTP underscore Jeremy. And this post went, hey, everyone, just want to express my gratitude for everyone on the subreddit the better podcasting crew, and for Dave at PowerPress for all the direct and indirect help. You all have helped me get up my show and running. I hope to continue to learn from you all. So thank you very much for that nod to us, Jeremy, in the podcasting subreddit. We really appreciate it. Yeah, when I saw that, I was uh, very floored and very humbled. So thank you very much. Very kind. And uh, it's nice to see that stuff. It It shows that what we're doing here, people do like. And I uh, appreciate you writing that. And we just want to try to make podcasting a little bit better, make things a bit easier for podcasters. And also just tell you all of the ways that you can avoid doing things wrong like we did. <laughs> yeah, we have done it wrong quite a bit. Now, there was another post, and I get these from time to time as well. I don't really say all of them, but the user CryptoFob posted a a post setting up your podcast as a business on the podcasting subreddit. Now, I actually replied in podcasting as a business is not something we generally talk about here on Better Podcasting, but I warn him, make sure he gets proper legal advice, make sure he gets the proper accounting device. Turns out he was actually a certified accountant himself. So I felt a lot better talking to him about that sort of stuff. But it went back and forth. And then after a couple of days, like the post went dormant, it, would, it as Reddit often does within a day or two, they go into the um, the save mode, so to speak. But he actually posted back. I assume it's a he, by the way. Cryptofob said, hey, bud, these last few days, I listened to your first six episodes of Better Podcasting. It was super helpful. I will probably continue listening through. Keep up the awesome work, SP. So thank you very much for that, CryptoFob. That turns our handles a little bit, makes us proud that we're actually putting a product out there that people can actually use. So thank you very much for that. So if you have something to say about your podcast, please get in touch with us through any of the ways as you do listen to your podcast back as you escape the family over your American Thanksgiving. Make sure that you do Think about that one thing you want to change in 2019 and send that in to us, please. If you haven't done it yet, send it to us uh, sooner than later, because we'd love to be able to do a full episode on this. And again, I'll just say it. We'll, we'll scrap the idea. You know, that whole thing that we said earlier with collaboration and knowing when to scrap an idea. If people don't participate, we'll scrap this one. Whatever. We got no problem. That's the risk of putting it out there and calling on your feedback early. Now, before we do close down, I wanted to give an update to something that happened during our live stream last week and something that might be important to you as a podcaster. If you watched our live stream or even if you watched the video version, you might have noticed that the last maybe five, 10 minutes, the video was occasionally choppy. Well, guess what? The reason it was choppy was because there was actually a glitch going on in my computer and what it was was something I never ever ever would have expected and so I wanted to mention this today because you never know what's going to cause problems on your podcast and this is what happened to me I ended up in a situation where believe it or not 
all things that went wrong, it was the default Windows 10 photo app in Windows 10. Yes, I know. So before the show, I was doing some camera changes. So I pulled up the image that I, I took a snapshot of of my camera setting just to make sure things were kind of where I was. And I loved it running. Well, the long story short is it ended up using like, I want to say it was like six gigs of RAM. It was at least four. I'm pretty sure it was six. And it just must have been a memory leak. So this was just eating so much RAM and there was some form of memory leak that it eventually interfered with our podcast. And so the video got a little stuttery. And so I just wanted to share that today because who would have ever thought that of all things, it was one small little like, I don't know, 400 by 400 pixel image taking up six gigs of RAM causing these problems. So it's always good to restart your computer before you podcast. It's always good if you are having glitches to shut things down, try to open them up again and try to work through the problems because this can come out of left field when you're using a computer, especially a Windows computer. Yes, Macs have problems, but I will say it that on average, you see more problems with Windows. So absolutely keep that in mind. Uh, again, Macs are not, not foolproof. There are problems there, but if you are having an issue, try to work through it and try the restart. You never know. Um, I was able to close it down, but I know that if I didn't figure that out, restarting would have fixed it. So I wanted to share that again. Six gigs of RAM for one little crappy photo. Yeah, and this gets into our end of the year gear episodes that we do throughout the year. And we will talk about our computer RAM along the way. I don't think either of us have upgraded our RAM this year, but it is a consideration to upgrade that RAM every year. Absolutely. So there you go. That's going to wrap it up. Uh, before we do close, I want to say that I know that this re is released after Thanksgiving, but this is something that we record it before Thanksgiving. As we record this on Wednesdays, which is usually 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern time at www.geeks.live, tomorrow is Thanksgiving. So if you're listening to this after the fact, I want to say I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving if you are in United States or if you do celebrate American Thanksgiving. And if you're listening to this as we record this live, I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Some of us here on the Gunna Geek Network like to take shots at the other when it is their Thanksgiving. So uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go ahead and be respectful of the Americans. I'm going to call it a real Thanksgiving for you Americans. And I'm going to take the high road this time. How do you feel about the damn apples, SP? Well, that's pretty good. The only thing I'll say is your Thanksgiving... And okay, it's your real Thanksgiving it happens to be on a Monday. And so the whole thing about football and turkey doesn't really work well for you guys because you got to go to work the next day, right? For episode 157 of Better Podcasting, I'm Stephen John Drew saying gobble, gobble, gobble. And I am SP saying farewell. Au revoir. Can you have turkey poutine? Let's find out. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Better Podcasting. We want to hear from you. You can find all of our contact information at betterpodcasting.com. If you like the show, please consider giving us a five-star review in iTunes. We encourage you to check out all of the other geeky podcasts available at gunnageeknetwork.com. This has been a Gunna Geek production. Thanks for listening, and we will see you again next week.